Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black. I'm Meredith Harper and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast, I talk to ukulele players to find out why they play ukulele, what they love about it, and how it's changed their lives. I wanted to play an instrument, because musicians are so cool and I wanted to be cool, but I found playing an instrument was kind of hard. Welcome to the first episode for 2020. Yes, I'm back for my third year and I can't wait. I've got some great stuff coming up over the next few months. So this episode was recorded at the Blue Mountains Ukulele Festival in February. I had a chat to Melbourne-based Nikki Johnson and Craig Barry, who performed together as All The Way Home. As well as being great ukulele players, they take their singing pretty seriously, which I love, and Nikki plays a mean shaker too. Enjoy. Ukulele players, introduce yourselves. My name's Nikki Johnson. And my name's Craig Barry. And yeah. together we're all the way home. That's a good name, actually. Where did that come from? Um, we, we knew that coming up with a name would be the hardest thing we would do as a potential band. And originally um, we thought of the, the name the, the Way Home, but uh, that was already taken by, I think, a heavy metal band. Yeah. So oh, No, we, we don't like, want to get associated with that. No. Yes. <laughs> um, and really it was about what, what would give a sense of um, what we wanted to be about, which was um, positivity and sense of belonging and a sense of place. And it just seemed to fit. And then we thought eventually we could make wee, wee, wee jokes, but um, <laughs> we haven't quite gotten to yeah. our children's album yet. No, that's right. It, 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 but when things. you get to that album, you know you're out of ideas. And yeah, that's name. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I don't know. Are you a, a couple? Or are you just? Yes, you are, we are a, a couple. Yeah. Yes. I always. I can't make any assumptions. As <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, has your ukulele journey started together or separately? Uh, well, I guess mine started first because I um, I teach choirs and um, I have always sung in choirs since I was a, a child and um, I kind of had this dream that I would be a choir leader and, and then you know, it didn't happen and I kind of gave up music for a long time. And then when I got back into singing, I um, learnt from people who uh, had a cappella choirs and so that was kind of what I thought I might be able to do. Um, and I started working with um, choirs who came from um, communities that were pretty socially disadvantaged and a lot of people were pretty vulnerable and to sing without any accompaniment really freaked people out. And so I picked up the ukulele to support. It was really just to be um, like a pitch anchor to help everyone stay in tune and also not to feel so kind of um, exposed and vulnerable and every time I took a choir I got to practice you know for big chunks of time and so I gradually uh, got a bit better but I was always just a a strummer and um, one day at my choir this guy turns up (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I think the first thing he said to me was uh, oh yes I've been in a band I didn't realize he meant the the teenage garage band but um, (laughs) (laughs) it was a good introduction wrong with the teenage garage band (laughs) Yeah, so, so Nikki got me into playing ukulele. Um, I took up choral singing for the first time ever when I turned 40. It was a few years ago now. And um, 
And yeah, as I got to know Nikki more, we spent more time hanging out. And then one day I picked up her ukulele and I played guitar since I was a teenager in the quote unquote band that never even managed to get a name. Um, and then uh, and I'd done a bit of songwriting on the guitar, um, but I really like songwriting and I really like singing. And what I found with the ukulele is that it's such a powerful way to collaborate with people. Uh, and so I pretty much only write now for ukulele. There's couple of guitar songs in the last six months but um so now it's playing ukulele supporting choirs and and, and groups and songwriting yeah. as well so so how long has that been you've been doing that well maybe three or four years yeah together four years okay yeah. so you seem to have come a long way in four years it, it feels uh, it feels like it um i'm although i have to say when craig says he picked up the ukulele for the first time, I mean, he sounded like a virtuoso the first time he picked it up. It don't was you hate really guitar annoying. Players? Guitar oh. players are so annoying. Because so <laughs> they say, "Oh, I don't know how to play this," and he think, oh, "Yes, you do." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was it was pretty impressive. So I <laughs> fell for him straight away. <laughs> oh, it worked. Yes. <laughs> so Nikki, you, you were self-taught, were you? Uh, yes, I had. Um, as a teenager, had some guitar lessons because I really wanted to be able to uh, accompany myself singing. Singing was the thing that I you know, always wanted to do, and um, the guitar just never, never took. Even though I have you know really big hands that should be able to handle the six strings really easily, um, I just found I was always cramping and I couldn't make a nice noise, and the, there was a very low satisfaction level. So. When I picked up a ukulele for the first time, my mind was blown. It was just so satisfying. <laughs> it is so much easier. Yeah, I, I did try yeah. on, on guitar for a very short time and I just thought, this is stupid. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, only very special hands can do that. Yes, you do. So since you got together as a, well, as a band as, as well as, as, as people, but let's just talk about the band part. I'm not going to go into your private life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so are you playing in living rooms? Are you out there doing stuff? How's it gone? Uh, well, it's been um, it's been really fantastic. We, we do play in living rooms. We've done a couple of house concerts and, in fact, started our own house concert series. Um, I, uh, I wanted to get better, um, so I started taking lessons with Lucy Wise um, because I, I just got a bit bored with always being a strummer um, and supporting and I thought I really need to work a bit harder and try and catch up with Craig, even just a tiny little bit. Yeah. Um, so don't, don't let him get too cocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had lessons with Lucy and she is such a beautiful, gifted, um, not just ukulele player, but she plays a whole whole swag of instruments and um, it, it definitely worked. I just I felt my confidence was, you know, growing. And, and then um, Lucy had a posable um, campaign for her last album and so uh, we supported her by getting her to do a house concert in our music room, which is a, a nice-sized room that can fit about 30 people in it. And that concert was such a great success that we thought, well, why stop there? Let's let's run our own house concerts. But we, we won't um, kind of aim for professional musicians. We'll look at people who want to make that, that step up from doing a few songs at an open mic to really crafting a, an entire show themselves. And so we've now run 10 
concerts. Uh, uh, wow, know. that's they, fantastic. Well, they've, they've all been sold out. I mean, there's yeah. only 30 tickets, but they've all been yeah, sold out. That's so. right. I, I don't yeah. think I could sell 30 tickets. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I think what's, what's come of that is this really supportive community um, wanting to see their, their friends succeed. You know, everyone, everyone really hopes that you'll have a, a, a nice experience when you, you know, when you play in front of people. And so um, we think we've, you know, really managed to build this this beautiful live music participatory experience. And that, that's been one of our aims has been to um, not just to go and be a passive consumer of music, but to interact with the artist, to join in on songs, to be able to have a chat with them up close. And so, yeah, having having that intimate space really encourages uh, that interaction. Well, yeah, it would too. I think I guess in you know the, the the living room type environment, it's going to be more feel like more friends get together rather than in a massive hall when you have to sit there and be on your best behaviour. <laughs> So yeah. that has to be a good thing. Yeah. Although it can be quite scary, can't it? As a performer, I actually found the intimacy of the venue more nerve-wracking <laughs> than we've done some other gigs, you know, where you've got the lights in your face and you can't really see Yeah, you outside. can pretend they're not there then, can't yeah. you? Yeah, whereas I have to look above people's, like just all the eyes looking, you know, all the things. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah, you kind of it's very intimate. But it is, it's such wonderful, it's just such a wonderful opportunity to do like a 40-minute to an hour set. Uh, I, I find it takes a couple of songs to kind of shake it all off and actually get into connecting with the audience and, mm. and, and playing. And so I found that format to be really helpful. And if you can get people singing along, even if you can get people dancing, <laughs> as the kids do, uh, <laughs> just, nice. yeah, just I don't, I, it's such a great community feel. It's a bit more like a playing around the fire and a bit less like playing on the stage. I reckon. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So you're based in Melbourne. And I think, I don't know how this is, it's, I've been doing this podcast for two years, I've just started my third year, yeah. and I think, I hope I'm not insulting anyone, you are the first people I've had from Melbourne. Wow. I hope I've not forgotten someone, that would be very rude of me. <laughs> <laughs> and not deliberately, it's just, um, yeah, I just it just hasn't hasn't happened yet. So there's the scene in, in Melbourne, I know there is a lot that goes on. Yeah. yeah. I know there's always a ukulele festival there, it always, it always happens in March when I'm, I'm always overseas in March, which is oh, very inconvenient for me. Okay. <laughs> yes, well, the Melbourne Ukulele Festival um, is mid-March yeah, this 30th year. 13th and 14th. Yeah, and we're going to be playing there, which is pretty exciting, playing mm -hmm. at the, um, the Wesleyan, which is a very popular venue in uh, High Street, Northcote, which is a real hub of community uh, activity. It's hipster central. So I'm, I'm growing a beard <laughs> oh, for the festival. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, you need to get the, the little yeah, man, the man bun. bun. The man bun. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to buy one that I can, like, tie on. Clip on. <laughs> <laughs> and bring your kombucha with you. Oh, yes. 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 Look, yes. You know you know. You yeah. know That's definitely, definitely the same. That's <laughs> definitely the same. Yeah. But, um, but it's yeah, fun. it's great. The there's so many. We were just at a uke muster, Whittlesea uke muster, um, late last year, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, so there's this whole community scene kind of in the outer ring of suburbs, I guess, of, of Melbourne. And then mm. there's all sorts of interesting, unusual things going on in the centre of the city as well, with mm. Club Muck. And yeah. uh, we've got our own uh, Melbourne uke and sing orchestra or muso um which we oh, just started good muso yeah, i like that yeah, it's, <laughs> just it's run brand our new and super exciting and yeah. such wonderful people are turning up yeah <laughs> it's 
been a lot of fun. And so there's everything from kind of really community strum and sing through to what we're doing is a bit more kind of vocal arrangements and a bit next level. So we've got a few kind of leaders of other other groups, groups yeah, coming, coming to our group as a bit of kind of like, I don't know, PD, bit of taking instead of giving all the time for them. Yeah, um, it is nice to be a receiver occasionally. Yeah. If you're running a group, it can be quite... Um, quite draining, you know, you're always yes. putting out and holding up other people, trying to find ways for other people to experience success. So if you can come and just chill out and not have to think about anyone else except yourself, I think that's a nice way to give back to that community of leaders who work pretty hard, I think. Yeah. Well, it might be time. We've been talking about all this ukulele, but I, I, <laughs> you have to show me. I need to hear how amazingly well you play. that you <laughs> <laughs> my my, my um, <laughs> your standards have been right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nikki, you're okay because you already said you don't play as well as he does. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sure you do, I'm but you know. well, no. I'm, I'm still more comfortable <laughs> strumming than than doing the fancy stuff. Well, you can't both be the show off. That I doesn't know. work. The yeah. rhythm, the rhythm is important. You have to have yes. it. Yes, yes. Well, well, we'll show you. I brought my shaker along That's to be oh, fantastic. Um, a sh- <laughs> The show-off shaker person. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Percussion section, I think Go you on. call it, yeah. All right, okay. I'm going to grab those ukes. Yeah. So we're in the clouds in Katoomba at the moment and it's raining outside. It is miserable, isn't yeah. it? So you have a suitable um, song, do you? Well, yes. Well, this song was written in Portland in the US when we were there ooh, 18 months ago or so now. Mm. Um, and it was written, it rained a lot of the time, we're in Portland, as it does. And uh, we wrote this song having got to Portland and having left Seattle. So the song's actually about Seattle, but just watching the rain landing on the windows, which you can kind of hear in the room right now, um, and watching the rain land on the windows and the drops kind of fall and then brush past, uh, just you know, got me thinking about various things, including trickle-down economics. Uh, and I, <laughs> That's normally what you that think. Makes yeah, me, yeah. That makes me think of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, the discrepancy in, in between the rich and poor, I guess, in Seattle was really stark while we were there. And so this song came out of that. Uh, it's a kind of ride on a bus. It's called Bus Stops. Mm. And um, it comes from an image of... Uh, um, a person on the street who looked like they had everything they owned in a bag that had the LinkedIn logo on it and just the contrast oh, between what LinkedIn yeah. stands for which is the, you know the tech the 21st century tech yeah. middle class thing and then someone on the street in the shadow of these shiny buildings carrying this bag with everything they owned is kind of what mm. led to the song yeah so it's called bus stops and it is dedicated to the bus drivers transport workers in seattle are like social workers they do all this incredible really subtle work just you know getting help for people and yeah okay so bus stops begins with the rain on the window
stops, faces come and go, then we start again. Rain washes clean the streets, shine like silver. Seattle as well. So oh, I'm wow. sure they will be. They will have enjoyed that. Well, mm. I don't know if they, the sentiment is probably isn't probably the most cheery, but it's just nice to be. It's nice to be acknowledged that you you know your town exists, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, certainly yeah. a big a big um, inspiration. Yeah, mm. I mean Melbourne has no shortage of what I was just talking oh, about. So yeah, yeah it's, it's everywhere. Not, Canberra not as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Stones, right? No, yeah. no, it happens yeah. everywhere. It's just where you happen to be when you when you saw it. And yeah. I guess Seattle it probably has that extra. Um, as you say, that contrast because it does have you know the the big shiny techy things as well. Impressive mm. architecture. We were yeah. blown away by the library there. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I was in, I was yeah, only there for I think two. Was only three days. I was there last mm. year, which isn't long enough to really um, yeah, appreciate everything. It, but, sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, so um, we are well. We're not yet, but we're here in the Blue Mountains because the Blue Mountains Ukulele Festival is on. This weekend, mm. and so you'll be performing at that. Yes, yeah. At the, I think we're on the ballroom stage at seven o'clock tonight. Mm. That's right. I tomorrow mean, night. tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Well, I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs
Yeah, it's our first time at the Blue Mountains. Yeah, so, so it's it's a great yeah. festival. So it is your yeah. first time, I guess, for yes. you because you drove, which is yeah. a how many hours is that from Melbourne mm. to Katoomba? I mean, it's long enough to Sydney. Then you have got to do a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we came inland to. It did. It didn't seem to um, be an onerous trip. Mm. We talked non-stop, didn't we? Just yeah, that's great. Oh, so you, you weren't listening? Oh, I was listening to podcasts. When I yeah. Oh, we listened to <laughs> one of yours. We oh, good. Some music. Yes, yes. We listened to a project that a, a friend's working on, which is very yeah. exciting. Yeah, so there's yeah. all sorts of... Okay. It's good to have that long period of time. Our, our lives are so kind of interrupted, I reckon, mm. with phones and messages and things that to have a period of time where you're just you're in the car it's mm. put something on listen to whole albums from start to finish yes. all of that it's that's great so unusual so, yeah. so do you get out of um, victoria a lot to festivals or is this your first mm. foray into the rest of the australia well last year we went to the sunshine coast oh, nice. festival yeah. and um that was a great experience actually that, that was our, our first festival um and it was it was really wonderful. We got to hear uh, Victoria Vox, who's a great great songwriter for, um, mm. for the ukulele, and in fact she um, she's kind of become close to our <laughs> close to our hearts because she was judging the um, songwriting contest. So they have an original um, originals contest there to um, for anyone that's open for anyone to enter. And we um, we submitted bus stops actually, which you just recorded before. Mm. And Victoria um, and the other judge, who's I cannot remember oh, I his remember name, but he was so he's fun. Great. Yes, he's very funny. Um, uh, they chose they chose our song, and we we were astonished because yes. we we really we, just wanted to do it as a warm up because we were on stage pretty much fifteen minutes after um, the contest. So we we played, got all loosened up, and ready for our set ran off to the main um, main marquee to play and then just as we were about to start lynn the organizer ran up the stage and went wait wait everybody stop <laughs> lynn's so great and she was very funny <laughs> and just made this big production of awarding us the um i think we got a voucher for one of the music yeah, stores yeah. in um um um, Malul- Malulaba, uh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Get all my vowels in the right place. There's a lot of letters in Malulaba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so that yeah, was that really was really lovely. exciting and completely unexpected. But yeah. we, that was where we got the really clear picture about how amazing the ukulele is as a gatherer of people. Just yeah, we saw. A whole bunch of people who I reckon were picking up instruments for the first time, but they'd come with that intention. They were coming to the festival. They were going to play. They were going to learn a few more chords than they had the last time. Um, and everywhere were little clusters of people sitting around noodling together. Yeah. And it was just, it just was wonderful. Just walking around the camp. We were camping and um, just walking around the campsite and just hearing little pockets of, yeah. oh, is that a bit of reggae over there? And there's a bit of country happening over there. Yeah. It, was just, it was really good. It was really impressive so we were kind of hooked yeah what other festivals can we go to yeah i I came away from that going i'm just writing for the ukulele from now on i'm I'm putting the guitar away i'm not going to bruise my shins banging my guitar on my leg anymore (laughs) (laughs) gotta carry a ukulele case i'm not surprised you won the award for that song because the thing i like about it it's very different because it is so minimal Mm. it's really pretty and it's got a lot of space and that's something a lot of people on ukulele don't do. Mm. And, and they should, because it sounds amazing when you give it that little bit of space yeah. and just sort of, yeah, it's, it was lovely. Mm. And I think that it's nice to have a differentiator. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's taken me a while to get used to that with the ukulele is that, um, yeah, it's just listening to the, uh, it's kind of like the, I think Tyrone and Leslie's album Optimism actually does this for me, that uh, it's it's got that sparse thing, but it lets the ukulele have a voice. It's got mm. this, um, David McGarrity's playing has such a lovely voice to it. So I'm trying to think of how do you bring in voice when you're writing for ukulele, which mm. is yeah, very exciting. It's funny you use the word, because that's, that's the word he used as well. Oh, he right. said, yeah. oh, well, like, having just the, that compilation episode, which came out in January <laughs> this year, yeah. and, of course, every every little clip on there, when I'm editing it, I, I've heard them all probably 20 times. Yeah, right. um, but that was the thing he said. He loved Ooh. having its voice in his life. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. He plays with a beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Nikki, you don't you don't write? Do you don't write songs? I I do. Um I haven't been um, at it as long as as Craig has, but I started maybe five or six years ago um, when I tried to get back into guitar playing, thinking my teenage experience must have just been because I was young and too too busy to pay attention or practice. And so I tried again as an adult to, to start and I had lessons with Helen Begley, who is an amazing songwriter and a very good friend of um, my friend Emily, who's our, our choir conductor. And uh, they were in a, a band together for a very long time, so I had a really great sense of what Helen's songs were like. And so I went to have a few guitar lessons, discovered that, no, no, it was just me. Um, And then I said to Helen, oh, can I do songwriting with you if I don't play the guitar? I mean, is it it even possible? And she said, yeah, of course, just get out your ukulele. And I was like, oh, it's really just a toy. Like, it's not not a very good one. And she said, she said, don't be silly. If As long as you've got something that you feel you can, you know, lean on a little bit, then then we can we can work with that. And that's when I yeah, started songwriting. And, of course, the f- first song I write didn't really have the, the right um, kind of shape to it to be supported by a ukulele, which was a little bit frustrating. I'd used it to get started and then it's like, oh, actually, I think this might be a piano song rather than a... A ukulele song and so that song hasn't had any outings even though it's probably it's a sad thing isn't it if my first song was my best song but I'm clawing my way back to those heights <laughs> and in our in our set tomorrow there'll be a couple of songs that, that I've written excellent yeah and do you write them together or you, yes. you do well for me I actually think I became I would now call myself a songwriter whereas before I was a bit of a noodler someone that would get the guitar <laughs> Nikki calls them my two minute noodles where I'll just you know play something and just like mm, and then I forget about it and go away that's how I used to play guitar very kind of ephemeral uh and now I really think that what we do well together is that we might get some kind of groove going on the you can go and instead of trying to you know, grab for what it could be. Um, we we offer up the bits that we've got. It might be a nice melody, might be a nice melody and harmony line or something. Mm. Uh, and we give each other what we've got so far. And then together in the space between us, I think mm. is where all our best writing. So even that song, while I was noodling away in Portland at this amazing Airbnb <laughs> with, with living with two clowns professional clowns olive and <laughs> olive and dingo who check out the facebook it's incredible yeah. um like creative space but still that song really came but 
is between us. So I always, mm. I mean, we always co-credit each song because I don't think any of them could exist of the All The Way Home songs without that constant yeah. conversation back and forth. Mm. Um, and Nikki's done choir arranging for a long time, so is very good at arranging voices and definitely those harmonies were Nikki's harmonies in that last yeah. one. Um, and I'm probably more of the instrumentalist, maybe. Riffs are my thing. So like it's, a, it's a good partnership then. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I'm like... really enjoying it. And I think of it myself having a practice now because I've got a million voice memos <laughs> recording oh, I don't on my know phone. what we'd do without that yeah. app. <laughs> yeah, just little object writing, you know, that, yeah, writing about using the senses to write about an object. And I've got just lots of bits that every now and then we'll spend a couple of days or a week together and just bring on our bits and then yeah. see Share what songs them. come out. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, in that case, you should play another song. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, well, I thought I'd do another weather song. Uh, so this is a really early one, isn't it, Nikki? Um, yes. How old is it now? It's probably one of uh, the first, first song um, I wrote on the ukulele. I think it is, yeah. yeah. Um, and I reckon it's maybe is it 2016, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I thought it'd be good to bring out an old one. Um, I this as soon as I played, there's a couple of chords I played on the ukulele, uh, and I just went, oh, this is very early on. I just went, this thing just. There are songs just in this ukulele. <laughs> uh, and so this song comes out of all the chords I knew uh, after my first couple of months. And it's called uh, it's called Wild Wind. And it's actually about um, a thing that happened in Brunswick. There was this, there's a soccer ground with this kind of big um, sound shell. Sound shell uh, and it blew away in a during a day where there was over 100 kilometre an hour wind gusts. Um, and and uh, the... Uh, I thought about that, the blowing away, and it had to land somewhere. I don't know where it landed, but I just thought about in my life at the time, a lot of things that happened at work and with all sorts of things. And I just, that sense of being, going with the wind rather than kind of sheltering yourself against the wind. So that's what this song's about. It's called Wild Wind. It's a wild wind that blows. It's a wild wind that follows you. And this wild wind reveals This wild wind that fuels your fear And we're holding 
it's a wild wind that blew us And it tore us from the things we held dear. Let's travel on the breeze, fill our sails and light the seas, carry Shakers really, really tricky. The same. I need Nikki on the shaker though to uh, it's the way, stay in you know, It's because the way it takes the time to land in yeah, there, and you just, oh, I'm terrible. And sometimes, especially like last six months or so, I haven't been playing a lot of ukulele, but I've, I've been singing. When I've, I like to sing. That's that's mm-hmm. my. That's why I started playing ukulele to accompany myself. Probably not unlike yeah. the two of you. Yeah. And, but sometimes you think I have to be able to do something other than just sing. And yeah. so I'll, you pick up the shaker, and then people look and you think, Yeah, okay, I'll put it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I suck. <laughs> All right, it's time now for the question. And actually, Craig might ask you first, how has ukulele changed your life? Yes, well, ukulele for me really got me out of being, I think when I was going to music in the past, I was doing it by myself. I'd go to work, get stressed or whatever, and I would kind of do it as therapy, just me closed in over a guitar, kind of noodling to myself and sometimes writing songs. And the ukulele, and I feel like I kind of almost did that with my head, if that makes sense. Whereas the ukulele, I feel I play with my heart. As a smaller instrument, it's like I'm kind of, I've lifted my eyes and I'm now playing music with people. I'm writing with people. We're running new groups. And so it's this idea, you can feel the ukulele in your heart. In the same way with group singing, I think you can feel the other voices you resonate together. Um, and you can get that with a guitar, but I just, for me, it's just opened me up and opened my heart as a songwriter, I think, as well. So, it, like, it's changed everything. I think the way I write songs, how I see the world is much more open-hearted than it was before. I haven't had that answer before, so top no, marks. No. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Oh, for me, I, I reckon you've, you've definitely heard this before, and that is that... Um, the ukulele has given me a new way of uh, seeing community. Um, certainly, 
it's enabled me to go into choirs and support people and connect really closely because everyone, you know, they firstly they talk about my small guitar or they ask me if I've brought a violin. Um, and then when they see this, this little instrument, they are so overcome with joy at something so tiny being kind of so loving and able to wrap everyone up in its little voice. And I'm so proud because some of my choir members have started playing as, um, you know, mature adults. Um, I've got two two grannies in one of my choir have started oh, nice. playing and they're very adventurous. They've joined a group and they play every every week and they just love it. And so, um, you know, my, my perspective on community has really shifted since um, I started playing and, and then I had that beautiful reinforcement of going to the um, Sunshine Coast Ukulele Festival and seeing most most of the people were much older than us and just loving, loving hugging their their ukes and, you know, being able to to be a, in a group with other people also loving loving that and I just it's yeah, it's a it's an amazing experience that we've had. <laughs> you can have more festival tomorrow. Woohoo! Yes, yes. <laughs> and you'll be amazed how many people are at the Blue Mountains. It is massive. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the program was in the smallest font I've ever seen <laughs> fit, to fit everyone under one page. That's <laughs> huge. So, yeah, yeah wow. it's if you thought the others were big, it's just, yeah. It, oh, we're looking you, you don't, to Until it. you've been there, you don't appreciate it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for having a chat to me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Ukulele is the New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper. I wrote the theme tune and I performed it with Jasmine Fellows, Jeff Skellums, Jim Croft, Paul Marsh, Chris Williams and Sandra Shaw. I hope you like our new version for 2020. Every year we have more people. I think next year we might have to hire a hall. If you want more information about any of the things mentioned in today's podcast, I have links in the show notes, as well as a playlist with songs relating to today's episode on the Ukulele is the New Black YouTube channel. If you enjoy this podcast, you can support me on Patreon, or you can buy some merch at ukuleleisthenewblack.com, or give the podcast a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or just tell your friends about it. Episodes are released every second Monday, and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. I'll be back with another episode in two weeks.